0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is John Van Lunen, and you are listening to Treasures of the Outer Banks, the podcast that celebrates the people and places that make the Outer Banks special. This is episode 30, and I am flying solo, and I wanted to take a few moments to talk about surfing on the Outer Banks. Now if you listened to the last episode with Noah Snyder, you got a great glimpse of what it's like to be a pro surfer uh, on the Outer Banks and the whole Outer Banks surfing culture. And I will tell you that I will give you the flip side to that story, which is the amateur surfer on the Outer Banks, just the Joe average guy who likes to get out in the ocean, catch a few waves. Um, and and I think my story is a little interesting, hopefully, and that is I got into surfing pretty late in life. I was about 42 years old, um, you know, never surfed a day in my life. Uh, you know, growing up just outside the, outside the D.C. Beltway, there wasn't a whole lot of Uh, opportunities to surf and none of my friends surfed so it wasn't until I got down here even when I came down here when I relocated to the Outer Banks I was a windsurfer and by the way if you're unaware there's really no uh, relation or transition to windsurfing and surfing Uh, one you're using in windsurfing you're using the wind to harness the sail and balance on the board which is quite a skill I must admit um, the other one is obviously just you and the board and harnessing the energy of the wave. So two totally different things. And I always kind of laughed when uh, people wanted to come out and get a windsurfing lesson and so they knew how to surf. And I thought, eh, that's just a small, small part of it. <laughs> you know how to get on the water. Check. Anyway. Anyway. I came down here as a windsurfer and gradually got interested in paddleboarding. And I know some of you purists out there will probably turn your nose up at me because I'm a paddleboarder and not a true surfer, but so it is. I do go out there and catch waves. I have a lot of fun. I I enjoy being on the ocean, so leave me alone. Anyway, uh, paddleboarding kinda had a renaissance in, geez, I don't know, around 2005 or so. And it was actually an old sport that died out in Hawaii, and then out of nowhere, uh, some of those guys out there just decided to, to bring it back. I think they must have seen pictures or something, got inspired to try it again. Well, what was interesting was that when you're paddle boarding, you're standing up on a board the whole time, a big floaty board. And windsurfers, a lot of windsurfing boards, are big and floaty. So right away, you know, I think I was starting to hear people of using windsurfing boards as kind of a transitional thing to use for paddleboarding, and I saw that and said, "Well, okay, I have a bunch of windsurfing boards here at the business. All I need is a paddle." So that's what I did. I ran out and bought a paddle, and jumped in the Back Sound on the Roanoke Sound and tried, started testing it out, and I really liked it. Uh, having been a former uh, physical education teacher. I, I do enjoy fitness. I do enjoy getting outside and, and doing, you know, exercise types of things. And I thought, this, this looks kind of interesting. Let me try this and maybe this would be a good workout. And it is a, a, a very fun workout. It's a nice workout. It's a low impact and my body kind of enjoys that more now than when maybe I was younger. But I definitely enjoyed it right off the bat. So, I'm practicing on the Roanoke Sound and, you know, just you really definitely, you got to get your stroke down. You have to be ambidextrous, you got to be able to switch sides, and uh, you got to learn the balance, obviously. So just playing around on the uh, Roanoke Sound was good and beneficial and definitely helped. So, you know, I'm doing this for a year or so, and I'm seeing these articles in windsurfing magazines and stuff like that about people paddle boarding out on the ocean and catching waves. And I, that kind of intrigued me. And after a while, I stopped being a chicken about it and decided, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to take this out on the ocean. Before that happened, I reached out to a sales rep and said, hey, this, I'm kind of a big guy. I'm over 200 pounds. Uh, I need something that's gonna float me, balance me well. And, and I wanted to take it out on the ocean eventually and catch some waves. He said, no problem. We have a board called the Big Easy. It's big and it's easy. I said, perfect it was 12 feet long it was a really good board got that and so finally um went out one sunday morning very quiet on the beach it must have been shoulder season but there was nobody on the beach hanging out which was good because i really didn't want an audience out there to see me flounder and i check it out okay everything's good um the one interesting thing was the the swell out there we don't have swell on the roanoke sound you have a little Chop or something like that. Some, you know, tiny little, you know, if it's windy, you might have white caps, but obviously, if it's too windy, you're probably not out there paddleboarding because your body acts like a giant sail. So, the swell was a little interesting to get used to standing up on a board, and I'm sure I fell in a few times. Can't quite remember. It was, it was several years ago, 10 or 15 years ago now. And so, I'm paddling around getting my, you know, bearings and everything. Everything's going great, and I finally say to myself you know I wonder if I can catch a wave on this thing and there really wasn't much of a wave at all this particular day so I you know I think it was just a wing and a prayer to just try to paddle in so I lined the board up straight towards the uh, shore and I see a little swell come and I start paddling like crazy and son of a gun I caught it. I couldn't believe I caught the first wave I tried to paddle into and it was awesome I didn't you know no turns no nothing I'm sure I just fell in the water when I when it was time to bail. And that was that, but I tell you, I was hooked. I I had to get better at it. I had to keep trying. I had to find another wave to catch. And I think that was the only wave I caught that day. That was how lame it was that particular day. But anyway, I was hooked and kept going out, you know, and you'd think, you know, if you own a water sports business that I would be out there every day, but you have to be on dry land to run the water sports business. And I'm pretty, I, I used to be pretty exhausted by the end of the day. So. You know, I picked my spots and stuff like that. And eventually I started learning how to turn into a wave and, and ride a wave down the line and and kicking out from a wave and while I'm still standing and, and getting the next wave. And surprisingly, w- without, you know, being out there every day, I, I reached a certain level of competence, you know. And uh, kind of surprising because it wasn't, like I said, I wasn't out there practicing every day. But I did go out, you know, maybe... Once or twice a month, or something like that, and some days were better than others, and some days you just get worked, and you you know, learn some lessons. But you definitely learn how to read the ocean, read the breaks, uh, sandbars, that type of thing, and you just try every time you go out. You probably pick up a, a, a new skill or nuance of what's going on. So I start to you know get try different boards. You know I could I could because I was starting to buy them for the business. That was one advantage. But finally, I, I decided that I wanted a nice board uh, and I, I'd, I'd love to call it a short board, but it's 10 feet, two inches. Doesn't sound too short, but compared to 12 feet, it's quite a transition for me. So I've, I found a, a 10 foot two uh, Kalama and did a lot of homework and, and finally made the big purchase. And, you know, I took it out and, you know, seemed okay. Uh, but I really didn't get to try it on, you know, any anything big, although I will say immediately I noticed that once this board caught a wave, it took off like a rocket. It was kind of funny. So that was definitely cool. And I just kept telling myself, you know, I wonder what this can do on like maybe a bigger day. So in the back of my mind, I kind of wanted to test it out a little bit and see if, you know, how it would do. Because frankly, a 12-foot board on a big day, just it pearls a lot. I mean, I don't know. it's It's just a lot of board to try to handle on a big wave day is what i noticed not that i had been out in any huge days but i i I noticed that on the on the bigger waves i was wiping out so i was hoping that maybe this shorter board would be a little bit more successful for me so it was one fall and we were kind of getting that typical you know late season storm surge from something off the coast well off the coast and it was a pretty big day and i remember i went down towards uh Black Pelican. Black Pelican's in Kitty Hawkins. There's a nice break there. Highly recommend it. And, you know, there's there's some hardcore guys out there, but there's guys out there. I, I, I was not going to be the only person out there, but there was also a lot of guys standing on the dunes just watching, which uh, in retrospect was probably a sign that maybe I, I might have been in over my head. So, you know, when it gets big, you have to really time it to get out there. So, I'm studying the waves, studying the waves, studying the waves. And I tend to be a little impatient. And so I paddle out and I might've gotten past the first breaker. And then the, 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 ocean just picked me up and threw me back onto the beach. So I regrouped for a couple seconds and that, and that was actually kind of exhausting, actually, I tried again and paddle out and maybe I made it past the second breaker and I got worked again, thrown back onto the beach. Now I'm really exhausted. So I sit there, sitting there, studying, recover, recover, recover. And a, a guy walks by. And I remember he actually left before I did. And he paddled out. He, apparently he caught a couple waves and he had to go to work. He said he'd stick around, but he had to go to work. But he said, if you, if you move down that way, there's a, there's a riptide that will help pull you out. Well, okay. I said to myself, I'm going to give it one more try. I'll go where that guy told me to. And if I don't make it, I'm done for the day. So I go to the spot, and I, I thought it was a slight miracle, but I made it out. And I was just, I got out there, and you get out, you know, on a paddleboard, you kind of get out past, the, I, I typically get out past the breakers, and I kind of recover, gather my wits, and start, you know, getting the lay of the land out there. So I get out there, and you had to go pretty far out to get out. I mean, I may have been 100 yards offshore, I'm not sure. But uh, I'm checking everything out, and I'm looking at some guys, and I just feel exhausted and my stomach is in knots and I, I realized later that that knot in my stomach was just fear <laughs> because the the waves were enormous. Uh, they were easily head high um, and probably higher and they sounded like freight trains going by me. They were just so loud and they just had so much energy and uh, I kind of started to wonder if I was, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time. But there was a guy out there on a paddleboard and he found this nice little a-frame uh, and the best way to describe it is like it's just a mini peak it's not big and wide but it just jacked up in a little peak and i noticed it was it was just kind of this nice rolling if when he was patient and he found the right one he'd find a nice rolling wave that didn't break immediately and he could get a couple turns in and then he'd, he could kick out on either side because it was kind of just a short pointy peak And he paddled out and he went out and waited for the next one. And I said to myself, okay, if if I can maybe share a wave with him or, you know, just wait in the lineup with him, maybe I can catch that wave because that looks like a good wave for me. It's it's big. It's got some energy, but it's not going to just crush me uh, way out here. So I waited, I waited, said hi to him. He was pretty cool. But, you know, the couple opportunities that I had just, uh, you know, wrong place, wrong time, just couldn't quite get it. And finally, from all the anxiety and just everything, just the adrenaline or whatever, I finally just, my, my, uh, my nerves were a little frayed. So I decided, okay, let me let me pack this thing up. Let me get back in. And I thought, well, let me, let me try to paddle back in and maybe catch a wave all the way in, which is harder than it sounds. I mean, because there was waves everywhere, but you don't want to be in the wrong place and just get crushed by a wave. So I tried to catch one wave, nothing tried to catch another one, nothing. And finally, I think I fell down and I was just laying on the board and I saw one breaking behind me and I saw this uh, giant wall of white water. Well, I just tried my best to keep that that board straight and it stayed straight and it pretty much pushed me all the way in. So I rode I that wave all the way in on my belly uh, and I think my tail was tucked between my legs at the same time. But uh, I, I survived that day and I got out of there and about two days later, I'm I'm in the neighborhood. I don't know. Maybe I was at the grocery store, and I see a guy I know, and he's he's a, a bit of a surfer too, um, and he just sees me, and he's all excited. And he's like, "John, you made it out there! You made it out there!" And I thought he was crazy, and I thought he was making fun of me, but actually, he was. He was genuine, genuinely impressed that I was able to paddle out there, <laughs> and you know because sometimes, like, like I to, like I told you at the beginning of the story, is it's hard to get out there sometimes. That ocean will just spit you right back out, and uh, and I I took that for what it was worth and realized you know what that was a small victory because I did get out there. Um, I didn't catch the wave I wanted to catch, but I did get out there and I came back in on a on my belly and and you know what sometimes you just gotta test the waters and and learn from your experiences and i think that's what i did because about a year later there was a a similar uh, uh, swell offshore and i i decided i was going to give it another try so pretty much went more or less to the same place i think i parked at lillian as a matter of fact i know i parked at lillian Uh, i saw a local surfboard shaper there and he was kind of getting ready uh, I'm very impatient. When I show up, I grab everything and I just jump in the water. He was on the beach, just I don't know, taking care of last minute details or something like that. I paddle out, and and honestly, I think I made it out the first time. It wasn't as gnarly as that first big session that I went out on. This session was, it was pretty big out there, but it was it was easier to get out. So I, I made it out on the first try. I get way out there again, about a hundred yards out, and. Again, the knots, the the stomach, the anxiety, get a little frazzled. And I, I finally, I see a wave, and I think, this is it. I got this wave. And I line it up for the shore, start paddling, 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 and I catch it. And I could just feel this massive energy behind me. It's, the wave is taller than me. And I know that may not sound like a lot to the pros, and if you listen to Noah Snyder uh, in the last episode, you know he'll go and double head high, you know, which just is ludicrous to me. But this was plenty of wave for me. And and you know, when you think about all that water coming down on you if something happens, it's 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 gonna you're gonna feel it. It might leave a mark and it might be a few seconds before you get back up to the surface. But I my concentration and focus was all on stay in the wave, stay in the wave. And I didn't I didn't even think about turning down the line and riding the wave out at all because i just did not want to risk this wall of water falling on top of me so i just kept it straight and i so badly wanted to look over my shoulder and just look at the wave and admire the wave and see how big the wave was but i could tell it was over my head (laughs) you know um by maybe a foot or so I, I could just tell it was just a massive wall of water behind me and i knew that if i looked over my shoulder that would have broken my concentration and i'd be swimming i might still be swimming and i caught that one wave um i, I think maybe i rode it almost all the way in and on the way out <laughs> i immediately just grabbed my board <laughs> grabbed my paddle and started walking to my truck uh, i figured that was a good day i caught one big wave on my on my 10-2 surfboard and had a good time, loved to tell about it, didn't wipe out, and you know, my, my nerves were just so frayed after that, I just decided that that was a good day and I'll just take that as a win, which is exactly what it was, it was a win. So, uh, on the way out, I, I saw the board, Shaper, and he kind of looked at me strange, like, are you leaving already? <laughs> you know? I mean, he's an experienced guy that could probably spend three hours out there and just have a blast and just go from one wave to the next, but... For me that was that was all my uh experience and athleticism could take me for that day so uh, i enjoyed it but i i, I highly recommend you, you give it a try if if you're new to the paddleboarding sport i would say you might want to consider starting on a, a flat lake or the sound or a bay or something like that and just kind of working on your stroke um and then you know when you're ready just get out in the ocean make sure you got a leash and, you know, look for that knee-high, waist-high wave. That's that's probably where you're going to start, knee-high or waist-high. Um, you know, I, I never had a lesson. It can be learned on your own. You know, obviously, you're going to make some mistakes. But, honestly, it's, it's all about time and place anyway. Find the right place, find the right time when the waves are good and get out there. Um, couldn't hurt to talk to some of the surf shops down here on the Outer Banks and ask them, you know, where the break has been or if they are expecting anything, that type of thing. Because uh, they obviously know they're, they're keeping an eye on that stuff every single day. So that's my surfing story. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to drop me a line. I'm happy to help you out. Always enjoy helping people. And don't forget to check out the website at TreasuresOfTheOuterBanks.com. Sign up for my Weekly emails. I send an email out every Friday called Ready for an OBX Weekend, where I share some local news, some tips, some observations, and funny stories. So don't forget to sign up for the emails, and until next time, may you get a good one.